What's good, everybody? This is Fraternal Football. I'm Cameron. I'm Zach. At you, they're like, wow. I, I wish I had AJ Brown over Derrick Henry. That's the Titans right now. But we had to, we had to keep settle with him. Totally. By the way, I just hit record. Yeah, no, I heard it. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether I could, should continue, but I, was, I should have caught the Regos moonshine comment there. Yeah. <laughs> you want to run that back for us? No, I'll run it back to you at the end of the second. <laughs> I'll, I'll just sneak it in. Yeah, this is episode thirty-eight of Fraternal Football. Welcome back, Rigo, and of course, I'm Cameron. Now I'm Zach. Uh, and we got our Saturday draft special. I think it's over, isn't it? The, is the seven uh, yeah. rounds still limping along? No, uh, Mr. Relevant was already picked. Uh, who was that again? Uh, that would be Brock Purdy, quarterback mm. from Iowa State. Thought he was actually, uh, pretty good. Yeah, no, I actually like uh, Brock Purdy a lot. He was a guy who got some early round buzz last year. I mean, going back to school is not always a be- good idea. Right, but uh, it's almost kind of like he was uh like the extreme version of this year's like whole theme with quarterbacks being almost irrelevant. <laughs> the first round buzz. Oh no, he's the last pick of the draft. <laughs> Definitely, uh, teams were just way more safe given the uncertainty of this draft. I think, and. Yeah. I think no one wanted to take that risk and tie themselves to one of these quarterbacks. They just, they saw the flags and they're like, I don't know if it's worth it. Really right. makes Pittsburgh look foolish. If you ask me for taking Kenny Pickett so high. Uh, I mean, after what we saw, I really think that Kenny Pickett probably could have been had late second, maybe even early third. Right. Um, so plus I, I, I think this, draft really has uh, a lot of good defenders especially deep like nicobe dean went like super late well, i mean uh, i go to the eagles right yeah yeah like what third round nah. yeah ridiculous like i think that was insane value and i it just makes me think that uh kenny pickett may not have been the wisest pick in the first hey you know i, I should have sent you the the pick it was uh, I think they had the press conference, or or maybe Mike Tomlin was at the draft, but he was, it was him and then Kenny Pickett in the middle, and I, I'm guessing the GM dude looks like he's 80, maybe he's the owner. Um, Sounds like Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and Tomlin just looks like a proud dad. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you know, I didn't get my my dream press conference uh, with him and Desmond Ritter, but. I'll take Kenny. Kenny Tiny Hands pick it. Kenny Tiny Hands. <laughs> no, I, I, I hope he works out. He's just, you know, slightly smaller than, than expected hands. It's all right. Yeah, calling it what Don't it worry. Is. We will keep mentioning it. <laughs> it it's just a funny book. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean... In all seriousness, he kind of is obligated to start now, I think, especially when your only real addition was Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> and oh, you're uh, not all in on Mitchburg, you mean? Hey, I, <laughs> I was all for that signing initially, but bringing in a rookie in the first round, you kind of have to just start him. And 
I liked the Trubisky starting starter aspect, like as a stopgap, but as a backup, you know, it's it's Mr. Trubisky. Yeah, I think because he is a little younger than most backups and was a former first round pick for himself, Kenny Pickett struggles. It could kind of get a little, little dicey with Trubisky being the backup. So, mm-hmm. I'm not well, really lucky a fan for of it. you. Lucky for you. It says Kenny Pickett could start right away as the third top story on the, the Bleacher wow. Report. Yeah, it doesn't Breaking surprise news. me. Yeah. I think they kind of surprised me, though. That, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me just because, like, with the Steelers picking Kenny Pickett, how big of a how big of a gap was it between Trubisky, a huge upgrade over from Pickett to Trubisky? That, that was my thing. Like, if you're going to pick a quarterback – in the first round, let it be like a, a Tua, let it be uh, Joe Burrows or Trevor Lawrence, you know, someone that's already been pretty much proven, in, mm-hmm. like especially in college football. And then you get a guy, Kenny Pickett, like you guys said, two hand, two glove, small hands, Kenny Pickett, who didn't really <laughs> do much at Pitt, if we're being honest. He didn't play against real competition. And yeah. Just and last year, he, yeah, and he's not really that much of an upgrade over over Trubisky. No, I agree. I don't, I don't care for him. Yeah, to be honest, I look, I I like the point you brought up about uh like even Tua, right? And what I think you were meaning is like Tua was a really established prospect coming out of college. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, like no and Trubisky is none of the sort. He was very uh, late bloomer in college, which is more concerning than if you're a late bloomer in the NFL, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to be a good prospect before joining. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, there's not a lot of – there's not a lot of guys who have success in one year of college and go into the NFL and just dominate. I mean, you Joe can Burrow's, say Joe Burrow, but, yeah. but it's, it's kind of – the outlier honestly yeah, and yeah. i'd even say joe burrow he went to ohio state first of all i mean he was a higher prospect out of high school than kenny pickett like even then like joe burrow was always kind of a higher up prospect and quarterback even in the high school days like kenny pickett was in high school at the same time as joe burrow dude is a fifth year senior like there's overlap there i just don't think the overlap is with their play <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, um, at least they got Pickens. You know, and Pickett. They got, they got the one right of my, pick. One of my favorite receivers in this draft. <laughs> <laughs> at the pick that they probably could have got Pickett at. <laughs> like 35th or something. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of receivers, uh, Rigo being a Packer fan. Uh, uh, what did you think about that first round? Did there? you feel Christian Watson there, huh? So it, it's always like a, it's a hit or miss, you know. Raider, uh, like you know, toss up with Raiders, you know, recent Raider fan, and then you know, childhood uh, Packer fan. Honestly, I like when they first drafted uh, the linebacker in the first round. I was like, okay, let's see, let's see how far they're going to go without drafting a, a wide receiver. And of course, finally they did. <laughs> From like what was it North Dakota State? Yeah, oh he's uh he's interesting. He's six four, but two oh five. So it's like a an even smaller Drake London, but not as yeah. Well, I would say <laughs> not as Packers, dominant. 
is that they have a way. I, you know what? Not even. Not, I wouldn't even say the Packers organization. I would say Aaron Rodgers has a way of making receivers that are that are average into excellent receivers. You know, we see you know Randall Cobb. We saw uh, uh-huh. Donald Driver. We see um, what uh, Jordy Nelson. Um, and they see all these other young guys. Well, Devontae Adams is a separate category that he was, you know, be separate from the state. So outlier. I wouldn't, yeah, a huge outlier, huge outlier. So I wouldn't be surprised you see, especially if they gain Aaron's trust really early in camp. And I wouldn't be surprised they get, they are a huge, huge, huge um, asset to the offense this season. I mean, Christian Watson was. Kind of, it was like him or Sky Moore or both of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Those are the two guys that really didn't dominate in college. I think Christian Watson's like career high was like 800 yards at North Dakota yeah. State. Uh, but I was like, you know what? These seem like the kind of guys that Aaron Rodgers will make into legit receivers that we like, that become almost household names. And you're like, mm-hmm. where the heck did they come from? Like a, exactly. a Randall Cobb or a Jordy Nelson or Donald Driver or you know, so on and so so forth. Yeah. But because I'm you glad see these they guys, at least made it out. Yeah. yeah, like you see these guys, like um, they're not necessarily like speed series off, uh, you know, in the slot, but they don't drop the ball much. They're pretty good route runners, and and what you no one can fill the the role of Devontae Adams, and I honestly don't think they will for a few years but they can at least try to put in some parts just for it to function uh eagles sign carson strong just see it right now immediately after (laughs) sorry to interject there (laughs) oh no that's good i mean we figured what the longest we're like they're gonna take malik willis (laughs) take a quarterback (laughs) this is exactly what howie roseman would do (laughs) um (laughs) And they just did uh, it. <laughs> I want to say, going back to the Green Bay's first round, initially it was kind of like, wow, another year, no receiver. But I also kind of felt like if they took a receiver there, they'd be kind of forcing it because all the first-round talent receivers, in my opinion, were already off the board. So... <laughs> I mean, after Traylon Burks went, that was the last guy I truly like loved as possibly a number one receiver. Do you so, love him as much as AJ Brown? <laughs> I, I do not love him as much as AJ Brown. <laughs> at, right now, at least. But as a prospect, I liked him a lot. But I actually like Quay, Quay Walker a lot. And I do trust Green Bay's uh, draft decisions for the most part. They're yeah. pretty good at drafting. Like, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of like, bust players that they uh, pick every now and then. I mean, like, for the most part, they are one of the better teams at drafting, uh, along with, like, Pittsburgh and uh, New-, New England to an extent, unless you're talking about wide receivers. But uh, <laughs> they picked one. And I was like, oh, yeah, they did. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, Taekwon, they picked uh, my favorite um, quarterback. Oh, yeah, they did take a quarterback. Yeah, they, they actually picked my favorite quarterback, Bailey Zappi, in the in the oh. round four. Yep, <laughs> yeah, one thirty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> Western Kentucky led the nation in touchdowns. 
There you go, Zach Fader. Okay. We're we're both on the train. We're both on the train. Okay. I'm not. Hey, bro. He came in and he just shattered. He said, Joe Burrow, you just set the touchdown record. I'm going to shatter it. Shatter every passing record. Yard yard record. I'm just going to throw four verts all season long and shatter that too. Okay. I'm not I'm not not on the Bailey Zap train. I just <laughs> he's from Western Kentucky, you know. I'm just skeptical. Oh. And plus, you know, now he's definitely gonna be the backup. Who knows though? I am not the biggest fan of Mac Jones, so Yeah, me either. Hey, he what if could he show someone? Hey. <laughs> it's a way more catchy name if you ask me. <laughs> It'd be fun. <laughs> uh yeah, that was, that was a good one to point out, though. <laughs> was he really your favorite, or he wasn't? Your no, top, no, he, right? he was honest. So he wasn't necessarily like you guys said. You know, Malik Willis was the guy that had the most skill set. You know, Kenny Pickett. Uh, you know, he was he was fun pick. Yeah, he was just like my fun pick that I remember. You know, doing a bunch of research on him, be like, ah, oh, this dude just he threw seven TDs in a game. Like, yeah, it was against maybe these like. D2 quarters up, have a part-time at Walmart or something, but at least, you know, <laughs> he's breaking records. And I was like, oh, okay. That's what I said. I said, I told Zach, he, he's my ideal fourth-round player, and where'd he go? Yeah. <laughs> fourth-round. <laughs> uh, Patriots were all over the place, so I don't – they took a guard in the first, right, that they could have gotten in, like, yeah. the third or fourth. Third, yeah. I was like, yeah, strange. <laughs> He saw me today. He was like, "Wait, why do we watch film on this guy?" Yeah. And then they took the uh, the Raiders pick, which would mean fast receiver that has no future. Yeah. Uh, in a I'd close. argue that the Lions made that pick. <laughs> oh no! But this guy, uh, Tyquan Thornton, I think he ran like a four-two something, but he was like just runs down the field and can't catch. I, I, I think, there's a good player in Madden. <laughs> yeah, a great Madden player. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but we, yeah, I don't, I'm not. I don't like Devin McCluster, you know, in Madden. That was it, yeah. Yeah. For all the, <laughs> the mini guys that Zach just burned me on. <laughs> when I threw single coverage at him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I can't um, believe the Lions traded up like that for Jameson Williams. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Jameson Williams. Uh, Who do you compare he, him to? Uh, was it Darius Hayward Bay? Oh yes, I'd say he's more <laughs> Ted Ginn esque uh Terry's no. Howard Bay looking at it so they'll find use for him somewhere <laughs> down the line like I like Ted Ginn really inconsistent blazing fast I I I don't think Jameson Williams really offers the same kind of return ability that Ted Ginn offered though and I the dude is a little fragile uh not not only on the field uh but the dude didn't cut it at Ohio State mm. and those guys were in this draft class, the guys who he couldn't upsert. And they went immediately. And they went ahead of him. Exactly. Like, I just – I see him as the lesser option of the class. Uh, Only time will really tell about that, but as far as the first-round guys go, he was by far my least favorite. 
I even like Chaylon Burks, who got picked like what seven or five twenty or so slots behind him. Or eighteen, I'm sorry. He was eighteen and Williams so, was uh one, two, three, 12? four, five. Well I like him slots, yeah. Than Williams. <laughs> I think Williams real real elite trait is that speed, but I, I don't know if that's all you really need to succeed. I mean, we see a lot of guys like McCall Hardman, uh, plenty of Eagles receivers that they've drafted. And Jaylen pretty much Reagan all of them. Just white. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, they're just fast, but there's not a lot of other things that separate them. Um, I don't know. I, I just didn't really like the pick, especially having to trade up. Uh, I think the Eagles would have better sense. serve. Yeah, I think they would have been, or the Lions, sorry. It's like, what are the Lions sure. trying to get him for? For Jared Goff? He's <laughs> never going to throw to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Goff does throw a nice deep ball, but Goff's only yeah. hitting those deep balls when it's schemed open. And Dan Campbell is not Sean McVay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it was a head scratcher after the, the obvious slam dunk, Aiden Hutchinson. Like, they just had to do that one. Probably ran yeah. up to the podium for that and then decided, oh, what do we need to pair with our gigantic human <laughs> on defense? We're, let's get the, the tiny fast guy. <laughs> well, okay. That just – how could we not even start with the first pick? Oh. The, the, um... <laughs> I mean, that pick. What do you guys think? I just – Honestly, I thought Hutchinson was going to go first. Really? Me too. I, I really uh, thought so... I had Hutchinson, and I had it flipped. Trayvon going, going second, and then Hutchinson going first. I just didn't think the Jaguars were like serious about it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> like I thought they were blowing smoke at us, and then they were like, "No, actually, we we really wanted the guy that has all the question marks the whole time." <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, it, it makes sense, you know, you know, Michigan boy, you know, going back home, Detroit. But I mean, you saw in the Orange Bowl too, like you know, he just got absolutely blown out of the water by those huge Georgia offensive linemen. You know that what they average six foot six, three seventy. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, you, you know, he's a Heisman winner. You know, flashy, but how is that gonna? I don't know. I, it, I just have a really tough time seeing how it's kind of correlated in the NFL. And don't get me wrong, like, I've seen the film on him. I've seen the film on Trayvon Walker. I think Aiden Hutchinson definitely is the most prepared to, you know, go week one, you know, and eventually he'll be, like, uh, I would say even, like, a top eight defensive end in the NFL, I think, in my Hmm. opinion. If you want to be really sold on Aiden Hutchinson, uh, that Hutch – four-part podcast series by pff is is pretty interesting apparently he uh he used to eat dinners but <laughs> 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 stuff like that like they they just talk to everybody and it's like oh okay it's like the <laughs> wall brothers like <laughs> yeah. yeah i'd imagine so yeah just like that. yeah but i agree with you i i don't uh, it's like I feel like everyone kind of wants him to be like a Bosa or on that level, but he's really a step below that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like they just kind of had to make that pick, but 
I'm kind of glad he wasn't first because it's like, is that really a first overall pick? Uh, but but there's also Trayvon Walker. Like, is he a first <laughs> overall pick? I don't like that either. But at least, you know, maybe he's just a crazy enough athlete to, you could argue he has a higher ceiling. Or maybe the Jaguars talk themselves into that. But then if we're, if we're so, talking about athleticism, then wouldn't it be like um, the Oregon DN? I would say even he's more athletic than Trayvon Walker. Yeah, he doesn't put his hands up over. as much. Yeah. I, I don't know how he got fit. The only I, rise I could no. really compare this to that I can like think of was Mario Williams coming out of school. He was kind of a lesser known prospect initially. I mean, from a big school, granted, I think it was like North Carolina or NC State. Uh, yeah, but, I think so. Uh, he just had a tremendous combine, was great in workouts, and he became the first overall pick for the Texans. It, it kind of reminds me of that. Uh, I think Trayvon Walker is a little undershadowed by some of the other guys in the class, like during the football season. Mm. But, well, definitely. But, those workouts and stuff, it just kind of – it reminds me of Mario Williams a little bit. Did, I, don't, I don't know if he's right really away? quite the prospect. Oh, yeah. Because I remember oh, yeah. him on the being really good on the Bills. Uh, he was great on the Texans. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let, me, just, let me look up these numbers right now. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> – I mean, I, Trayvon Walker, it, it's like the Jaguars were the team that swung – and then everyone else looked at that and said, you know what? We're just going to take a tackle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to take our, our, our safe, conservative, not moving the needle too much, but not taking uh, a huge miss kind of pick. Yeah. Um, I like, you know, like Zach said earlier, earlier, earlier that it just felt like a really boring draft, you know, like, yeah, there, there are some trades here and there, but overall, like, it, it just felt really, really boring. And, and But don't get me wrong, like, there were some teams that, like, and I'll say this now, my personal favorite, the team that I honestly believe got so much better from this draft, the Jets. You know, uh-huh. like, they went out and got every single thing they needed and quality players, too. But other than that, like, you know, a few teams here and there, it was a pretty boring draft. Yeah, I would. So, uh, Mario Williams, second (laughs) season, 14 sacks, third season, 12 sacks. Jeez. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess the Jaguars are looking at Caleb on Chasen and saying, okay, well, we'll we'll replace you and swing again. (laughs) Hope we get Mario Williams. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so does that mean uh, Trayvon Walker is playing outside linebacker? Are they still running at three four? You know, I don't watch Jaguars games. So I wouldn't even know. Yeah, I, I, even question. Even <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how that's working. I don't know if there's a scheme change there. I'll, I'll be honest. I probably watched like the first career game of Trevor Lawrence, and then he threw probably like two picks. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It, it was unwatchable, and I, I think I only watched a little bit of offense here and there. Yeah. <laughs> but after Zach told me, you know, I don't even know what they're trying to do on offense, I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but you're not a, a huge fan on on the sauce pick, Zach. I I, I feel like the Jets got a pretty oh, good. Oh no, they, they home run every pick. Uh, I think they kind of wish they had Stingley, and <sighs> I I, I kind of that's kind of how I would feel too because I think Stingley is the better of the two. They, yeah, that's to me, league, like that day. It's fair. Too. That is no, that's funny. Fair. That's fair. I and it's not like a knock on Sauce. I just don't think he really has that second gear that I've seen in Stingley. Right. And I just at the NFL, everyone has that second gear. You know what I mean? Are, so are it's just. Gonna, are you of the same opinion as we are that it doesn't matter? Uh, when in someone's or when in a cornerbacks college career they flash elite play but that it matters that they did it at all even though Stingley's was a couple years back that's where you're looking it's still there like you know we look at um Richard Sherman when he was at Stanford first year nothing did no had no glimpse of what he was going to do in Seattle after that you know you started seeing a little bit more here and there and obviously, you know, he was one of the, the biggest uh, draft steals for the Seahawks. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I agree with you guys. Yeah, yeah, dude, Richard Sherman even played wide receiver at one point yeah. in college. Get, did you guys see who they got, too, in this draft? They got Tariq Wool in that 6-4 corner, who was a yeah. converted wide receiver. <laughs> they might be uh, just and trying to remake like, oh, some magic. Got again. Ah, and everyone's losing their minds because they got him in the fifth round too. He ran a <laughs> he ran a four two six, I think, and he's six wow. four two oh five. Yeah, he's wow. he's he's like insanely athletic. Like, and he only had I think one year at UTSA starting, so everyone was like, eh. But see, does he have that kind of uh, DK Metcalf syndrome because he's so tall yeah, and fast, yeah. like he can't move he's sideways? Like, I think like, so. Yeah. Like, he can't. He probably can't turn his hips. Yeah. You know? The reason he, he switches because he can't catch. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that I'm sure that's I'm sure that yeah. his hips help too, or his athleticism in that regard. Hey, DK makes it work, but barely. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, oh, so Seox next uh next Richard Sherman, they got him. Yeah. Fifth round, t- tenth pick. Wow. <laughs> that brings us to Seahawks first pick. They took a tackle, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Charles, yeah, Charles like, Cross. Just like the Panthers. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of also tackles. took a yeah. tackle. And then Instead the, the quarterback took a tackle. <laughs> I mean, I initially, that one. Yeah. I was pretty disappointed when the Panthers took he, he a was tackle. He was I was pretty upset initially <laughs> because I didn't think we'd even be able to get a quarterback where we did at the time. I mean, none of the rumors kind of indicated that they were going to fall past the first. Like, it seemed like whether or not this class was upper tier, there was still at least going to be maybe three quarterbacks taken. I'd say at least two. Yeah. So I just – I was a little disappointed. I thought we were going to miss out on a guy like Malik Willis or, hell, even Kenny Pickett 
if we because we didn't have a second and third round pick initially. Um, but after the way the draft shaped out and we traded up into the third and selected a quarterback, the third quarterback taken right behind uh, Pickett yeah. Willis, and then Incredible. we got Corral. The third quarterback at number 94. <laughs> I think that's a lot of value, especially considering he was kind of a fringe first-round guy. I didn't necessarily see him as that. Um, we, I know Cameron and I made a little breakdown video of him early on in the year. I, I think that might have been just you, but I, I did look back at a little bit of tape this morning. I know you looked a lot more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I to, did. Trying to talk yourself into that. And so I actually came up for with a, a pros and cons list for Matt Corral. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll start with the pros since uh, we'll, we'll be positive initially. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think he has a very quick and compact throwing motion, which is awesome. Obviously, a lot of guys coming out of college have kind of these weird windups. Trevor Lawrence is a good example. Uh, Justin Fields kind of a little hitch in his throwing motion, but Corral's is pretty smooth, probably because mm-hmm. he works with Lane Kiffin. But uh, he's very short, or very well. He is short. He's very accurate uh, to short and intermediate throws, like especially between the numbers and the hashes. Uh, so I think he's a really good fit for a West Coast scheme, like we do have in Carolina uh, with Ben Backadu. Uh, he has a very good sense for selling play action and looking off safeties and he's able to throw with velocity off platform uh his probably most impressive trait is that he maintains his footwork even when he's under duress but the cons he does kind of lack touch down the field i noticed uh, especially in his game against alabama there was a throw he missed that was absolutely wide open, a gimme. And in the NFL, you miss a throw like that, you lose the game. So it was kind of – I although I did see a perfectly placed deep ball that was dropped in the end zone, uh, most of the throws I saw 25-plus yards on the field kind of sailed, like, wildly. They weren't even remotely in the area of a receiver. Um. He's not really dynamic as an athlete. When he is under duress, he, he does maintain good footwork, but he has a really hard time escaping that pressure. And due to his small frame, he almost never really breaks a tackle in those situations. Um, his ball security was also kind of a big question when it came to fumbles. In only like three games worth of tape I watched, he fumbled four times, mm-hmm. which – in college, you don't really see that that often. You don't really see quarterbacks fumbling that consistently at that level. So it was a little bit concerning, especially because recent years we've had guys like Daniel Jones who fumbles like 18 times a season. <laughs> I don't want to be in that boat with Matt Corral. Yeah. Um, he, like I said or, earlier, is kind of small and short for a quarterback. Uh, his uh, frame is a little wiry. I believe he's listed like six one, six two. Yeah, yeah, just a tad. But he's kind of wiry. He's not really like filled out for that size. Like, I'd say a guy like Russell Wilson, 
is shorter but a lot more stocky of a guy mm-hmm. and i think that matters a lot when you're taking hits like repeatedly uh especially in the pocket when you can't really defend yourself uh and the most concerning trait um he does have a quick motion but he's a bit of an arm thrower where he doesn't fully get his hips involved which yeah. uh that that kind of tends to lead a lot of his passes especially against tight coverage being placed too high and it gives the defender a chance to break it up. Uh, That's a coachable thing, but it might lessen his ability to throw down the field because he might have to uh, cut back on a little bit of his throwing power. So that was kind of my initial scouting report of Macarel after this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Not that this is my takeaway, but you guys have been Ben McAdoo as your offense coordinator. Uh, we do. Uh, well, I guess uh, the philosophy for for you this season is gonna gonna have to be well. It's you know Ben McAdoo, not Ben McAdoo. No. <laughs> so let's go. Gotta gotta go make oh. things happen with Matt Corral here. <laughs> no, I will. I will say though that that. One one thing I got from watching him, uh, and I only watched uh, him versus Alabama uh, in that game where they progressively went down until it was thirty-five nothing Alabama. Uh, <laughs> and I will give him some credit for kind of like the Sam Howell thing that I don't really like him, but he's great at coming back. Uh, Matt Crowell at least stuck to his guns and stuck to the game plan. Whether he had any choice on that, he kept going down the field and said, you know what? The screens, the RPOs, the off throws down the field aren't working, but I'm not going to start going off the rails with the game plan, and we're going to just keep trying it over and over. (laughs) Hey, uh, Uh, something of note, he did go to Long Beach Polytechnic. Mackerel? Yeah. Yeah, he did. No shit. When was that? Uh, I'm not sure. I just saw I saw the picture of him Long Beach Poly Uni. Huh. Yeah, that had uh, to be like. Had to have been when I wasn't there because we kind of sucked. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know, like we beat up on them. everybody else, but you know, <clears throat> yeah. not making a CIF championship. State. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I was in high school when. Um, Juju was at Poly. Wait, you, you went to Poly too, right? Uh, I actually went to Milliken, same district. Oh, yeah. I went to yeah. Poly the Juju's last year there. Uh, yeah. Matt Crow graduated in 2018. Really? Oh, son of a bitch. He was there when I was there. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> he he transferred he was from to Long Beach Poly in 2016. Uh, yeah, never mind. So probably... Uh, <laughs> Right after you graduated. Yeah, like the <clears throat> first semester there. Wow. Interesting. Well, good. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll root for him. him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm skeptical, you know, but it was a third-round pick, so it kind of lessens the, the well, loyalty, I, mean, <laughs> I guess. What, yeah, like what I – told you earlier right it was like I I think the Panthers plan was we could trade up and take Malik Willis at this rate but even though he's not a high pick 
uh, whether they took him at six or whether they traded up, there's that, I feel like there's that sense of we're going to have to have him stick around because he's a project. And then that means you can't then move off him next year if you, or like the following season, if this season he's terrible because you're like, oh, well, he just needs a little more room. And then pretty soon you're in like the cycle where you just can't, you have to wait longer than you want to move off a guy. And then you miss out on next year's quarterbacks potentially if they're really good, which is a really good, I personally a really good draft class next year. Right. And so they could just ride Matt Corral. If he's great, good. If he's terrible, okay, we'll draft someone next year. But we did something this year, like something at all. <laughs> I, I do think that uh, Matt Rule's probably out the door unless Corral wins rookie of the year or we make the playoffs, <laughs> which both are probably a pipe dream. <laughs> okay. You got so, Ben McAdoo. Anything could happen. Uh, <laughs> not Mac and don't. <laughs> you need that can-do attitude, man. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, any, any hope in Carolina is good, you know, this right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot better than not coming away with quarterback at all or hearing that Baker Mayfield is your best option. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a bit harsh, so. Yeah, because yeah, uh, we don't it's want Baker. option too. Yeah, yeah, we don't want Baker. Robbie Anderson said it. Steve Smith said it. We don't want him. Well, the, we know uh, who he is. The Seahawks <laughs> took uh, multiple offensive linemen instead of drafting a quarterback. So, uh, yeah. we're gonna roll Maybe. with Drew Lock. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, I just can't get behind there. We love True Lock, and he's the answer sort of press conferences they've been having. <laughs> <laughs> they really oh, might be just trying to go for next year's quarterback class. But I would have doubted it. I mean, he also seems like he's probably – this could possibly be his last year, and he's just trying to kind of set them up for, like, a high pick or something before he goes. I don't he should have left when Russell did. Was when Russell left. But – just tear it all down at once. Otherwise, it gets uh, messy and ugly. Or more yeah, so than Especially you bring a new quarterback and then, you know, <laughs> coach for, for one year and then a, a previous coach. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what's what's even Drew Locke supposed to look forward to? He's like, later coach, like, next year? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to look forward to a 3-14 and 14 season. That's what he's going to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay. They have their, their top-tier tackle now. They're good. <laughs> yeah. Charles Cross yeah. will solve all their problems. The irony is that Drew Locke will probably be way more protected than Russell Wilson ever was. Oh, uh, that, it right. hurts. I yeah, hate that, that hurts. but you're right. Yeah. Uh, so how about the, the Texans, huh? Yeah. Who, who wouldn't want to be their GM this year? You could literally draft anybody you want, and everyone's like, yes slam dunk um i uh, they i've heard i've heard multiple like nfl people are like they did they had an excellent draft we love it because they could take anybody yeah <laughs> but then i think Derek yeah. stingley was a great pick so yeah. after that you know the big offensive lineman from texas a and you know, not surprising to go for an O-line, not really, but 
don't know. Just Texans gonna be gonna be the Texans. I mean, I guess it's it's easy to have a good draft too when you have you know holes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do think Kenyon Greening was maybe drafted a little too high for the player. Uh, yeah. Get a guard. You could probably. Run. Yeah, I mean, especially considering all the players picked around him. I don't necessarily think he's the guy who's going to stand out in this class right there. But yeah, I guess, you know, you can't really go wrong with them. Like you said, they, they have holes everywhere. So and they literally uh, draft any position and you're like, awesome. We got somebody. Huge. Did, they, <laughs> did yeah. they end up drafting a quarterback? No, no I don't think they did. They straight up wow. did it. Wait. I'll, I'll check right now, but I don't think they do. Yeah. But they, they, they literally really believe in Davis Mills. The full gamut <laughs> yeah, of everybody. Just receiver, defensive tackle, running back, tight end. I mean, I like Mechie they got in the second round. That's not bad. And the, the safety from Baylor, also second round. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see one. No. Wow. I, I kind of thought they would be a team in draft quarterback. I wasn't sure if they really were sold on Davis Mills, but hey, maybe they just need a full season to evaluate him with at some at least maybe better talent. Yeah, they they were my Bailey's happy landing spot, you know. Upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Instant starter. We need Instant thicker Kate, we need a thicker quarterback. Matt <laughs> uh, Schaub, you know. Oh yeah, kind of. I can see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they were all over the place. No quarterback though. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I will say that the Falcons taking Desmond Ritter actually makes a lot of sense. I honestly oh, wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see him start right away too, especially since there's already a report about that. And, Isn't that uh, what you told me, Rigo? Too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. I was reading into it. Like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he had if he is a strong camp that he starts week one. Yeah, I I'm not really sold on Desmond Ritter as a great quarterback. I think he kind of has some pretty big flaws. But like any quarterback prospect, obviously, you know, like he's in probably the best spot. He doesn't really have a lot of clear competition against him. And yeah. being a third round pick, there's not really a lot of pressure. Um, yeah. I think yeah. that that's what kind of brings me back a little bit to Kenny Pickett is the Matt Corral and Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, even. I don't, although I don't think he will play next year. Uh, they don't, they're not going to have that same kind of pressure to perform, even if they struggle initially. I think they're guys who might get future chances. Where if Kenny Pickett bombs out the gate since he was a high pick, it's going to be a lot harder for him to gain traction going forward. I will tell you what I am sold about with Desmond Ritter. He is the type of guy I want my non-existent daughter to marry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I I I agree with everything he said though. Uh, I mean, especially I, I you know, especially if you have like Mariota. Let's say Mariota starts week one. You know, by week nine, you're you know one in one in seven. 
And what more, what more do you, can you get from the Falcons? And be like, okay, well, let's see a Sterling Ritter for a few games. Couldn't hurt. You're already losing a bunch of games. And then Mariota, you know, he's, he, he's, Ritter is in a position where if Mariota even digresses just a tad, I just think that the, even, especially even like the fan base will just want Ritter just to be, to be starting, even just for a few games. It's the same thing when, like, when, um, with Eli and Daniel Jones, you know, when Eli was regressing a little bit and he had that streak of how many consecutive games started, you know, they're like, okay, well, that was in like the middle of the season, too. Like, oh, let's throw Daniel Jones in for a game. Yeah. 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 I, I, mean, I do think we're going to see a trend where Davis Mills might kind of be the archetype of this, where it's a guy who got a little bit of first round buzz in the draft process, but really got picked late second mid or to third round and is going to get a guy who is a rookie that's going to get some playing time just just because it's a flyer pick i think that's going to kind of be a common trend especially given this year matt corral and uh desmond ritter and two maybe even an extent malik willis kind of feel that way to me well even with malik willis like like okay, like for really successful teams over the past few years, we look at um, Kansas City, we look at um, Baltimore, we look at um, uh, the Bills. They moved off their quarterback that there wasn't necessarily like wasn't necessarily like their franchise quarterback. That, you know, the Ravens moving off Joe Flacco. You know, we see um, what was the other one that I, I just mentioned, but like um, oh Alex Smith and Mahomes. Oh Alex Smith. You know, the Chiefs moving off Alex Smith. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, especially how the Titans got got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. And you you know exactly what you're going to get from Ryan Tannehill. There's no ifs, ands, and buts. He was surrounded for the past two years with one of the best defenses in the NFL, one of the best offensive line in the NFL, a top three running back when healthy in the NFL, and couldn't get past the first round. You know what I kind of definitely agree. So, Andy Dalton. So with, yeah. With the Bengals. When I they will were say really Tannehill's more successful, though. He, he is. won playoff yes. games. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's made an AFC title game. But is his level of play at, like, his best really that much better? Or is it kind exactly. of competent to Andy Dalton when they had a great defense and when that team was pretty rock solid with the Bengals? I, and then all of a sudden, Joe Burrow, boom. Yep. I'll definitely or then even agree. look at Philip Rivers and the Chargers and then moving off and then getting Herbert. Oh, that's a I good think one. that Tannehill I don't I don't really necessarily believe that Tannehill was their franchise quarterback because he was he really has only been there a he couple of years. Him. Yeah. Uh well he's been there since like twenty nineteen. It's been like three years. I would I at agree. that point you would say franchise quarterback. I think trading AJ Brown is very indicative of that whole feeling toward Tannehill because they're not keeping around his weapons. They let Julio Jones go too. Mm -hmm. And they're basically saying like, Corey, we tried to, we tried to give you weapons and you couldn't get us there. So now this is your final chance. And drafting is that, that extra fire on the seat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause that's exactly like, what the NFL is going towards now is going toward a new era of these Patrick Mahomes, these uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, type of players that are 
athletic, that are mobile, that can, you know, really are huge gunslingers. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Malik but Willis. They make it work. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I – oh, you just reminded me of the Ravens since you said yeah. Lamar Jackson. But the Ravens draft class, I will say, after that first round, I'd say they already had an argument for the best draft class. <laughs> to get Kyle Hamilton where they did, and they traded back, and still uh-huh. arguably got a top three player in the class, in my opinion. And then they traded back again. Or this was with the Marquise Brown trade. They got yeah. the Cardinals pick and then traded back, I believe. Genius choice. And still got a guy I think is a top three player in this class in Tyler Linderbaum. Insane. Both those guys to me were really valuable, really elite prospects that are just players at a position that isn't considered the most valuable yeah. and but then you throw your Ochaba. oh in yeah. the second That's round the getting a guy who i viewed as one of the top edge rushers in the class albeit he did suffer the injury it ozzy newsom is just definitely definitely one of the best gms in the league absolutely insane i love their class i will say uh Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say uh, that those were, I think, for sure yours, but, and then Kyle Hamilton. Actually, yeah, both of us. I think we, we both agreed that those were like the two surest players that we felt like we would take. And then I, you, your guarantee that the Ravens drafted Tyler Linderbaum came true. You know, we, we could just oh, put that it, is true. Just take yeah. that and put it right next to the Joe Namath Super Bowl guarantee. Yeah, I did say it just made too much sense to the point where Cameron asked me before he did his pod earlier in the yeah. week. Uh, he said, "Is there anything that you think is going to happen?" Whatever. I told him, it's like, I throw guarantee. Tyler Linderbaum will be drafted by the Ravens. He guaranteed I, I, it. I guaranteed it. We have a timestamp <laughs> now. <laughs> and also, also, you helped me reverse my course with Cal Hamilton in the top 15. He did go in the top 15. He yeah. went 14. Yeah. <laughs> I said so it I would be absolutely true. ludicrous if he didn't. I mean, and who got both of those players? The freaking Ravens. They they really looked like the smartest guys in the league with those moves. I I was very impressed. I must say, yeah, they're playing a higher level game than everybody else. <laughs> now they just need to win a Super Bowl again. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. crickets for the Ravens. <laughs> yes, sorry you know guys. I, I guess. Go ahead. I was like, I have more faith in the Ravens, and you know, I was saying, mentioning earlier how the Jets had the best draft. I was like, you know, Jets, 2020-2023 Super Bowl champions. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, it, you figure they'll find a way to screw that up, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm not huge on Zach Wilson either, but me either. But at I mean, least they're making good choices around him. It seems. Yeah. yeah, I think we should dunk. make a point in every video to say we're not fond of Zach Wilson. 
<laughs> and he just added at oh. the end. Yeah, just that's always a topic. Oh yeah, we don't think yeah. Zach Wilson's that good. Yes, this week <laughs> we have not moved the needle on Zach Wilson. We still hate him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> or uh, yeah, it's true. Poor Jets. Yeah, just checking. We still don't play. Yeah. <laughs> just be, yeah, quarterback BYU? Nah, no. Nah. Nah. Zach Wilson, we don't like him. We don't like Steve Young. Yes, Zach Wilson. No, no. no. <laughs> Out on Zach Wilson and on Steve Young. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Not out on Steve Young. I said Steve Young. Yes, I just said he went to BYU. That's what I said. No, I know. That's why I said yeah, we're in on we're in on Steve Young, but we're out on Zach Wilson. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said we're yeah. out on Steve Young. No, no, no. We like yeah. Steve Young. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's not as good as Montana, but we like him, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, but I, don't know. I, I think the Jets wish they had that on their hands. So, I mean, at least they took what they should have taken. They could have looked at this and said, we know we need DBs. We know we need edge rushers. We know we need a receiver, but we're not going to take any of those. We're going to swing for the fences and take a Jordan Davis or something like that, like the Jaguars did with Trayvon Walker. But they did. They took Sauce Gardner, who some people view as a safe pick that doesn't exist, but you know what I mean? And then they took Garrett Wilson, my top receiver. And then they went and they took uh, Jermaine Johnson from Florida, all in the first Which round. Which is a steal at the 20, uh, 26, in my opinion. Right? It was a steal. Yeah. And I, then not to I mention, in the second round, getting the first running back off, you know, uh, Hall out of Iowa State. I was actually yeah. Yeah. I, I also, yeah, I'm on that page. I, I mean, both New York teams kind of did what they had to do. I yeah. will say, Brees Hall pick kind of surprised me. I, I thought uh, the Jets kind of had a young, unique, growing backfield already with Michael Carter and uh, Ty Johnson. So I think crowding that up might I think he's not better. necessarily be the I – think, I think he might be better than Ty Johnson, but Michael Carter – I think it's going to be a very good player. I think he already showed flashes of it last you know, year. Go, go watch some Iowa State film and, and then come back. Come back to me on there's that a, one. There's a <laughs> lot of tread on Brees Hall, though. Yeah, yeah but didn't he have, like, the most carries over, like, the past, like, two years at Iowa? Yeah. Like, or even in, in college football, it was, like, 800 carries or, or something ridiculous like that. Did he? Yeah, there, um, yeah there's yeah, a lot yeah, of tread. Right. Uh, Honestly, he might be more of a cream hunt kind of impact guy. Maybe like a, yeah. a guy who had a lot of tear, wear and tear from college, but just consistently grant, grounds out yards. I mean, you but, know, my thing with running backs, it's like I like the Josh Jacobs. You have one year of production with like a hundred something carries, you show enough to flash, and then you know, I'm sold. You don't need any more than that. We don't need three, <laughs> four year starters with 200 plus carries a year. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I'm more of the – I like the elusive backs, the guys who are more shifty in space, guys who can yeah. catch. Josh Jacobs can catch, but uh, his kind of back is not usually the best. Yeah, and the guy, the guy that we got to maybe replace him kind of looked like him running, but apparently he can't catch, so. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. Um, I think the Giants, the other New York team – you guys mentioned it, but I think they got a lot of value with their top two picks, if you ask. They got and the two guys we thought could go number one at five and yeah. seven. 
crazy. The best tackle in the class, you know, I, I definitely think. And uh, it sucks that he was picked right after my team picked, who I say was probably definitely a top three tackle in the class. But, I mean, when Evan Neal's available, I would have liked for them to go in his direction. <laughs> I'm sure if he asked the Panthers, like, no, 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 no. We had a Kwanwu top, top for our draft board. That's it. Thibodeau is kind of starting to feel like he might just be the best edge rusher in this class. And we What's should all kind of, yeah. yeah. We might be kicking ourselves in a couple of years because we all knew he was the top guy in the class initially and then kind of talked ourselves out of it. Hey, Jaguar as well. I, I, I saw a comp to OCU Menorah for uh, Thibodeau, and I liked it a lot. I think there's a lot of parallels with their game when yeah. when his motor's on. And I think at the, at the NFL level, he's not going to make it without his motor being on. So I think I think it will be. Yeah, but, but, yeah. But you're like, Kayvon, we're going to need you to focus a little less on the crypto and more on the – more on the sacks here. <laughs> I, I think the Giants could honestly walk away with two of the top five players in this class when all is said and done. Just like the Ravens, in my opinion. It feels and, weird, but I agree. Yeah, I like I, – I think Thibodeau could end up being the best edge rusher in this class. Uh, and I definitely believe that Evan Neal was the top guy. I would love for Akonwu to prove me wrong and – I'd welcome that since he is now part of the Panthers and I still welcome him to the Panthers. But, you know, I, I just really like the Giants class and I can't, I can't not say I'm a little envious. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> Got an absolute haul the first round, both, both New York teams, but the Giants, I mean, how do you get, it's like a Madden, kind of draft where you just find the top two guys and you get them later somehow and you make the computer just like dumb (laughs) (laughs) that's what the giants did to everybody yeah um was there any uh oh we got the trake london one right too those are like on the other one (laughs) we i don't think we guaranteed that one on the pod though huh did we? I said, oh, but we mocked it though. We mocked it. We did. We mocked it, and it happened. And we kept we, it. We in mocked. The, re- the revisit we mock too. What was it? Aiden Hutchinson. We got that one too, right? We did. Okay, so we got two. Did we get any others? Uh, uh, we we have to probably look. Guarantees. I don't. We we had only one guarantee. I, I guess we. Yeah, I guess we only got two like in their actual spots, but if you want to count the Linder <laughs> Bauman and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we got Cal Hamilton. Never mind. No, we didn't. We thought the Jets would take him. I love, I love Jordan Davis to the Eagles. Love I it. I kind of wanted the Raiders to to try to trade up and get him. That man, you said the Raiders. Yeah. I thought it would just fit perfectly with the Raiders. And and I, I saw, like, something, like, a report about it. And I was just like, oh, you know, it would be a nice nice pick. But, yeah, he was amazing at Georgia. 
I kind of thought the Chargers I, would get him, and then maybe that was the case because then they just took a guard. <laughs> to me, honestly, I didn't see his 40 isn't really indicative of his burst on the field because mm-hmm. he does remind me a lot of Vita Vey. But I, I consistently told Cameron I do kind of see him as more of a second round talent because there's a there's kind of some big holes in his game, mainly just his pass rushing ability is kind of non-existent. He's yeah. Vita Vey kind of got uh, to the point where he could push through his double teams and pressure the quarterback, but it took him a long while. And Typically, guys like that are more like Vince Wilfork, where they're just sponging up these guys so that the edge rushers can get in there. And yeah, I kind of feel like that's what Jordan Davis is going to be. But he's a four-seven man. He's fast. I, I <laughs> probably faster. I can't remember <laughs> if the Eagles run a four-three or a three-four, but I think his uh, success is going to be r- largely dependent on how they use him. So I think he's sure. really going to need to be a nose tackle in like a three-four system to be really impactful. Well, he's got Fletcher Cox. Yeah, that that is cool, and especially I think Fletcher Cox could fit nicely in a three-four just right next to him. If anyone's um, in a good situation, I'd say I'd say he is. Um, Jordan Davis. Uh, I don't think he would be as good nearly anywhere else. I do say will say that the Eagles consistently develop their trenches very well on offense and defensive lines. Um, so I have, I have faith that he can kind of get to that point that Vita Vey's got into. It's just, I don't know if maybe he was a little overdrafted due to really good workouts, but I didn't really see his value there, especially D-tackle isn't the most impactful position unless you're talking about Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really would have liked to see the Eagles take a, receiver uh because Traylon Burks was still on the board uh, and I'm, I know I'm, they just traded for AJ Brown yeah oh but... that's why Traylon Rager unfollowed them <laughs> I Jalen Rager is clearly a third fiddle but he yeah. really should be a fourth fiddle uh, and I think they really need to add new bodies to that group besides AJ Brown I don't think you just slap on him like he's all Sean Jeffrey from back in the day, and it's an end-all, be-all. Like, I don't really see it the same because I think Jalen Hurts is not the same level of passer that Tannehill is. I think you really need to put even more big bodies out there. And Devonta Smith himself really isn't that, so I kind of would like to see him transition to more of a slot guy between two bigger bodies, kind of mm-hmm. like how the Panthers used to have with Cam Newton because Cam Newton wasn't always the most accurate passer. We'd have Ted Ginn running up down the seam, and we got Kelvin Benjamin and Greg Olson split out wide a lot of the time. Or yeah. and Brandon LaFell. I, I just think that's kind of the way the Eagles need to go if they're going to sell out on Jalen Hurts like this. So, I don't know. I, I wasn't a big, a big fan of the pick, I'm going to be honest. Mm. I well, mean, Cameron um, – oh, yeah. Oh, go for it, yeah. Um, no, you know, in other news, you know, Ronnie Rivers, Fresno State, undrafted free agent to Arizona Cardinals. Oh, I think one of them even got drafted too, right? In the sixth round, I want to say. Let me see. 
I think it was a Fresno corner. State player. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was. They made a a big deal about it. Uh, I know that punter got drafted. Um, oh, the punt guy. You mean? Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, it's like some dude who was like insane uh, tape or something like that. When <laughs> when you hear, yeah, he actually made like the the top news on the on the draft news tracker thing. It's like Bills draft punt god in the sixth round. <laughs> uh, did you see that, Zach? He, he like the first thing they show they showed was like him punting like eighty six yards. Dang. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, look him up on YouTube. It's like a highlight reel of just bombs for San Didn't Diego. You say State. the uh, the Patriots drafted a kicker too. Yeah, in like the fourth. Jeez, is he like drafted all be all? Like I don't know. But they drafted him before the Bills drafted the punt god, so bad choice. Even though they're not same position. I didn't hear about any special teams only players really throughout this draft process that were notable. So (laughs) well you need to look up (laughs) Matt Ariza. All right. But didn't the Panthers draft a a punter? Did we? Uh, I can swim the Panthers after a punter. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, second round. Oh, no, I'm just joking. No, <laughs> oh, no. We didn't have a mix up. Draft one today? Yeah, uh, I really like the, the Chiefs draft. I can't believe they got who they got. Uh, Trent McDuffie and, and Carl Loftus in the first round. <laughs> it, like it makes me mad <laughs> I think they got him at a pretty good value to and Sky Moore and Sky Moore the receiver like the, the Chiefs just went and said you know all those little niche guys you like we're going to draft them so you get to see them twice a year The Ravens yeah. drafted a punter, punter as well. What? Yeah. Really? From Penn State. So, so the Ravens, did the Buccaneers, they drafted one out of Georgia. Huh. Is there like an abnormal amount of special teamers drafted this year? That's how safe teams were being? <laughs> I, I guess. Wow. It was like, they're, if they're not taking tackles or guards way earlier than they should, they're, they're like, you know, we'll take a punter. Taking tight ends from freaking, you know, North Dakota or something. Sam Howell <laughs> going in round five was kind of crazy to me. Uh, you think uh, that precipitates the second collapse of Carson Wentz? <laughs> uh, maybe. I think with him being a fifth rounder, he's, I think just his name, he'll make the roster, but I don't know. You think Carson There's like Wentz probably no oil a little team bit. Team. Get chased out of the building. By training camp, they're like, sorry, go. Just by being Carson Wentz, he might be. (laughs) He'll just he'll just character assassinate him by August. (laughs) Uh, There's something to the the Colts whole deal, though. I don't know what, but they they must hate him. So I wonder if that carries over. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't see. I don't think the Panthers drafted a punter. Yeah, no, I didn't, I completely got my my teams mixed up. Oh yeah, Matt Reeser's right here, top of the six. There was yeah, actually several that punters that went above him. I know, right? That's it, it, he blew up Twitter because everyone was like, "Really, you're taking other punters before the punt god?" <laughs> wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's interesting. It's like probably a two two minute thirty second long like highlight reel of him just punting like seventy plus yards, <laughs> like on, on like multiple occasions. <laughs> I think he won maybe even hit ninety. It's insane. I mean, at least the, the Raiders is kind of nice for once having a low key draft. We just took D tackles and a couple of linemen and a running back. Yeah. It's a lot of well, pressure off. The Raiders will find a way to not be low key. <laughs> oh. I mean, they did what they had to. I was like, can we just get, you know, a couple guards, a couple D linemen and, and shore that up and, you know, call it a day? I don't know. Maybe maybe Josh McDaniels really is a tide of a change there. I mean, at least we feel more measured than we have in the past. They didn't just trade up for Jamison Williams like Al Davis probably would have. And <laughs> you guys feel aggressive for once, which is in something you guys haven't way. felt. Yeah, like aggressive, aggressive, like toward obtaining good players and aggressive and not drafting. Uh, what's that quarterback again? That they drafted number one overall, like yeah, the Marcus plus. Russell. Yeah, aggressive and not drafting Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> we're 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 getting our best players through trade. We're not trading up for flyers. Yeah, uh, the Panthers drafted Kalen Barnes. He coincidentally ran the fastest ever recorded forty time by a corner at the combine. Four two three. Oh wow, that was even faster than Tariq Wool in there. Yeah, only a second of a hundred behind John Ross's record-setting run. Jeez, interesting. So no fullbacks. No, no, <laughs> no fullbacks. Man. I, I miss a time of fullbacks, and oh man, that was a good time in football. Actually, no, one one fullback, Chargers, seventh round. <laughs> oh, oh, out of Purdue. <laughs> it's it's a oh, trend. It's going to be the rise of the fullbacks. <laughs> you know, that's uh, just getting it going. Next year, honestly, they'll be in the six. <laughs> I do love the trend of teams putting D tackles at fullback because it seems like a lot of teams are doing yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah. And, those, dude, they always seem to punch it in when they're used. I mean. Didn't the Bears do that in the Super Bowl with the fridge? Yeah. yeah. And, and it took this long for it to catch? Dude, it, I, there, it seems like they use them a lot. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw Lodi Nada back there uh, several oh, see, times. I wouldn't, you know, and I wouldn't want to be in front of that guy. Holy dude, shit. Sheldon Richardson used to get back in the J.J. Watt. Oh, yeah, J.J. Watt. Dude, he even played right. tight end. Oh, he was catching touchdowns. That that was insane. Still my yeah. biggest MVP snub of all catching time. Catching him from EJ Manuel and his own quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's catching touchdowns from EJ Manuel except the other team. <laughs> except for J.J. Watt. 
uh, oh wait, he played him what E.J. Manuel's rookie year or, or later on? Uh, I can't remember, but I do. It's the only play of E.J. Manuel's I remember. Like I feel like he clearly. flat out embarrassed him <laughs> in that one game. Dude, J.J. Watt was on like a type of contain or something. And EJ Manuel threw it to the flat, and JJ Watt just undercut it for a pick six. <laughs> I remember that. Didn't he have like a sack or two in that game too? Just, just bullied him. Uh, I'm sure. Game. That was the one of the years he had 20 sacks and caught all the touchdowns. I'm sure. I believe that was uh 2013? 2014. One of those. <laughs> the last time we had a subpar QB class <laughs> or a 30 subpar. QB class. Would you guys bet that any one of the quarterbacks in this class are good, or or would you conversely bet that they're all terrible or not good? They're all projects, I would say. But would you say one of them could be good or will be good? I'd say there's two who I think have the kind of it factor that's necessary to be really good players, but I'm I'm really skeptical if they'd make it. The first guy is Malik Willis. I think he has all the tools and the aggressive down the field, like nonstop attitude. And Sam Howell, all likewise, I think he's just really all down the field, like trying. He's trying to score. But there's a lot of red flags with those guys that might hold him back. Namely, with Malik Willis, he's not even going to get playing time right away mm-hmm. and likewise Sam Howell is also not going to get playing time right away and being a fifth round pick it's probably going to be even harder for him to try to get playing time um, those are only two guys I'd say I'm optimistic about I, I'm not down on Matt Crow. <laughs> I'm just re- I'm just I was even more skeptical on him to begin with, uh, at the start of all me and Cameron going over the draft process and this year's class. So my feelings haven't really changed until I see him in action. Uh, but I'm hopefully optimistic, I guess you could say. So what you're, what <laughs> yeah. you're trying to say is you're, you're trying to corral those feelings. and Yeah, I'm, I'm just – I think it's more of a wait positivity. and see. A wait and see for him. Yeah, but I'm hopeful. It's better than Sam Darnold. Anything's better than Sam Darnold. <laughs> I, I think the top comment I saw when under Panthers draft Matt Corral was literally someone saying in all caps, "It's not someone other than Sam Darnold." Yay! <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's probably about the mood." <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what do you guys think about um, it, it seemed like in this one that there was such a massive disconnect between like the general public opinion on quarterbacks is the most egregious but in some other instances and, and what the actual NFL guys were thinking <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about that like it seems more than in past drafts for sure especially this draft uh, this draft was just Especially like how, I, like in my opinion, I honestly thought 
Malik Willis was going to go to the Steelers. That's all all the um, mock drafts had him at. A lot of like the you know, media was kind of you know trying to gear that story in that direction. And then you know, when they got Kenny Pickett, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense, but it, it wasn't nearly what you know the general public necessarily thought. There's a lot of picks like that. Um, so yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree with you. This this draft in particular, it, it did feel like that. Yeah, it. Every team really felt like they're playing it safe. Mm-hmm. Like, even the riskiness of taking a quarterback this year, the Pittsburgh went with the safest option in the first round. You know, and the Panthers went with the safest tackle in terms of grade from Pro Football Focus, and like, all it felt like all the guys. Derek Stingley was the elite chip prospect they just went with the best player available it felt like with the texans and the giants just played it safe and took the best player available with thibodeau and then evan neal like everyone kind of just no one really took a big risk i think all the punters speak for themselves yeah (laughs) like those guys might not make a roster next year most of them in fact might not make their team's roster so right even throwing a pick on a punter, it just really told you that teams weren't willing to bet on most of this class, it felt like. Yeah. 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 And then what I'm going to go with, I'm going to throw mine out there first, but what, what is your, each of your guys is like, if you just had to pick a, like a best value pick and then like worst overreach or like, this player doesn't fit with this team at all. For me, the the first one with the the value, um, or at least I, I think he's a really good fit, is my my point. Trevor Penning, that tackle from Northern Iowa to the Saints. If you saw him at the Senior Bowl, he was just straight up like taking guys to the ground and wrestling them. <laughs> And I, I like that for the Saints because it seems like exactly the kind of guy that they're able to mold. Uh, and then for my biggest reach, or at least, yeah, this one's just reach. Jamison Williams, Alabama to Detroit. I'm just going to go with that because I can't, still can't fathom why they would trade up for him at that spot. There's a panic impulse move in a draft where a lot of safe moves happened. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll say my best value was probably the Ravens trading back twice and still getting Tyler Linderbaum with their second first-round pick. Um, and then I'll say definitely my biggest overreach was also the Lions drafting Jameson Williams. I thought he was – more of a late first round guy, early second round talent wise. So More emphasis on that. <laughs> I I think taking him at twelve was really high in value. If I had to give an honorable mention, then I'll say Kenny Pickett getting picked by Pittsburgh, considering mm-hmm. the rest of the class who was openly talked about as greater to or equal Kenny Pickett throughout the whole process got picked significantly later. 66 picks later was the next quarterback taken. Yeah, it makes me feel like the Pittsburgh could have got him 
at way higher of a value if they just waited. So those would be my guys. Um, well, as far as value-wise, um, I'll give it, I would say, you know, that's a tough one, but I'm going to say the Chiefs, you know, 21, getting Trent McDuffie. I feel mm-hmm. like their, their corners, uh, Willie Gay and Rashad Fenton, good, but Trent McDuffie comes in, brings in that leadership that he had at Washington, you know, and asks all of his coaches and, and, and staff and his teammates. They all loved him at, at Washington, and he just brought that it factor, and I think that just is going to add a, a new flair to their defense, and then um, he's going to get a significant amount of playing time um, with the Chiefs, especially – um, they use them, they can use them at, at free safety too. Um, and then, uh, my pick that I think wasn't a reach, I would say would be, um, it's a, uh, see, I, I want to say Jameson Williams too, but it's, that's just, it's too obvious. Um, we're out on Panther. Jameson Williams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Panthers, you know, getting the offensive tackle at six uh, seems like a reach, you know, definitely best available. But uh, when you had Evan Neal go right after that, it it was a reach. I agree. That's fair. I I do like uh, Trent McDuffie a lot. I know Cameron knows I've been very vocal about loving him. I thought New England was over him was going to trade him or trade or sorry, draft him. I thought he was just perfect for their system. And then they traded back with the chiefs who ended up taking him. Ironically, but I think maybe they kind of, they probably didn't expect him to go there and the chiefs just kind of pulled a fast one on him. Mm. But I I definitely think Trent McDuffie is probably going to end up being one of the better players in this class. Mm. And the chiefs quietly, got two really good players in the first round i mean uh, Karloftis is a little derpy but that dude's huge yeah, yeah i haven't really heard people discussing their draft class but i i really like both the guys they got early and mcduffie and Karloftis. they're yeah, and they're then sky Moore and brian cook in the second round yeah they they got a lot of value for their picks and Kind of not looking so terrible letting Tyreek go, if you ask me. Oh, then Leo Chanel, linebacker, Wisconsin. I liked him. Third round. Yeah. They almost got the, the linebacker I liked the most, the guy from Wyoming, Muma. If they would have done that, I would have I quit. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. But any, uh, any final thoughts? gentlemen um no besides, i think that covers uh, initially so we don't like zach wilson we should we guess we just add a uh, jameson williams to that we're out on zach wilson jameson williams we're making a list yeah we're, <laughs> we're out on jameson williams before he even takes a snap before he takes a snap <laughs> before yeah, he even no. goes to training camp <laughs> No, I'm just kidding on that one. But yeah, we're out on Zach Wilson. 
Just, just not doing it for us, you know. <laughs> uh, With that, yeah. guys, we'll catch you next time. Rigo, thank you for coming on once again. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me. For yeah, sure, of course, man. man. It's always cool having you on. Yeah, it was a good uh, spirited conversation. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that little dialogue yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I guess we're uh, you know some some stickers over over with with mom there to Seattle, so we might have a, a North Pacific or Pacific Northwest presence soon. Yeah. Oh, Good nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm actually gonna call them after this. Oh yeah. I like uh I like saying that just whenever I stick stickers somewhere, like oh we have a presence here, but you know, <laughs> sticking a sticker in like a Jack in the Box drive through. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're, we're moving interstate yeah going international baby <laughs> yeah we're going with that we'll guys we'll catch you guys later this is zach damn signing out peace peace check us out on instagram at fraternal football podcast twitter coming soon we're getting a social media presence going. Also, we are on like eight different podcasting services, including Spotify, which you're most likely listening to, Apple Podcasts now, Stitcher, uh, like five more. Check us out on a variety. Uh, we got stickers everywhere. Slide into our DMs on social media. Engage. Maybe you want to be on the show, let us know. We're out there, and we're available. Also, if you like the content you hear in this podcast, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. If there's ability to rate, go ahead and give us all those stars. We appreciate you for it. This episode is brought to you by HowToPest. Go to howtopest.com for your pest control needs. They're absolutely crushing it. What are you waiting for? This has been Fraternal Football. Cam and Zach signing off.